Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. What's up, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Now, back in person, yep, right? But I know the vibe looks a little bit different. Like, don't be out in the studio. Y'all got the podcast mics. Like, where are y'all at? Yeah. Well, we are in Jamaica, right? So y'all might have heard a couple of podcast episodes ago. We were kind of explaining the, the ascension ladder of entrepreneurship, right? And how we actually have a program that helps people at every level from starting their first business to actually exiting their business, right? And so one of the things that we do with one of our tiers is we actually take them on annual retreats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, we're what's the name of the retreats? The Rich Relative Retreats. I have to give you credit for that. Okay? Rich that Relative good. Retreats. Because we, because I can't be your dad. That sounds weird. <laughs> right? But I can be your cousin. Right. I, I can be, I can be, the, I can be the rich cousin. Yeah, you know rich cousin. <laughs> so we are here right now, but we are still committed to y'all, right? We're yeah. still committed to y'all. I want to make sure that we can record these episodes. So we are in Jamaica right before our mixer, which y'all will see. Y'all gonna see all that on the socials. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure we got an episode in to keep the party going. I'm proud, like, I'm proud of us, bro. Yeah. Since August 1st of 2021, okay. we have not missed one week when it comes to this podcast, right? So we are just committed to our organic audience that shows us love as we are to our clients um, who are joining us here in Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. So today, uh, we thought we would talk about some a couple of interesting things, right? So, Party, you want to tee us off on the current event that sparked uh, the thought process for this episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Caesar, I think that was a black Caesar, yeah, I believe. Like um, so, he is one of the owners and originators of the Black Ink Crew. Um, I think he was in New York, right? And so, black, they have Black Ink Miami, Black Ink New York, yeah. Black Ink Chicago, which my cousin was on for eight seasons. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, I watched it change my life and, and, and my family's life as well. So Caesar was the, the head honcho, the first person that VH once hired and said, you're going to be the face of Black Ink. We're going to find other tattoo artists to put around you. You're yeah. going to record the shop. And then, you know, y'all really going to be able to increase your prices because now you're on TV, right? right. So he, there, were the, there was an interview he just had and he was um, on the show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And... Right after the last season, um, he had his agent or his lawyer ask VH1 how much money or dig up how much money that they've made off his likeness. Like ad revenue or whatever. Yeah, yeah, off the show. And they it, it came back that they made about $1 billion Sick. in revenue off of his likeness. That's and he was really upset because, you know, he was only making a couple hundred grand a season, maybe 200, maybe 300 grand a season. Um, but So he might have made a million dollars, but... They made a billion off. I mean, like it's like eighty-three. What is that? Like eighty-three million a year on average? Yeah, yeah. So like he was making two hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. They were making eighty-three million. You know what's funny? Like this was one of this was another aha moment for me. I had for entrepreneurship. So those of you who don't know, I worked. I don't know if I told you a story, but I worked at Coca-Cola, uh, yeah. marketing, right? And so I remember like it was yesterday. I was supposed to be in, like I was supposed to be like the marketing guy, multicultural marketing guy, and I was at the Harris, not Harris, the Food Line mm-hmm. grocery store, and it had me like like. Fixing the displays and whatever, right? And then my girlfriend at the time, because <laughs> I, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm marketing it for food. And I really thought that's what I was doing because they sent me off. Yeah. And then she walked in the store, I guess, and grabbed some. And I'm like, okay, you, you, you can just envision me being on the floor with some khakis, rearranging some sodas. Khakis and, and with the and red, red, red top. Red top. You know what I'm saying? Rearranging some sodas. I looked down the aisle. 
if I see my short, I'm like, oh my God. But anyways, I bring that up to say this. So after my internship, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to like, you know, work full time. And uh, basically they were just like, all right, well, we can pay you this, which I think I'm supposed to be coming out like making 85,000 or whatever, right? But then somehow, remember, I stumbled upon the information about what my manager and managers were making. And they were making like seven times more than I was making. So I was like, what it made me realize is whatever, whenever, whatever somebody can afford to pay you, right? Just know they're making a lot more off of you, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? Because like we have team members who feel very well compensated for what they do. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand that there's another side to it, right? Yeah. And you got to ask yourself, are you okay with that reality? Yeah, and, and, and the crazy part is, so um, as I mentioned, my cousin was on Black in Chicago, and I remember him getting the news and being like, yo, life's going to change because yeah. we're on TV. And um, we were actually living together. So like, I would watch the camera crew come in and like, you know, do the recording and stuff like that. And, and, and his following grew. He went from, you know, maybe 20,000 followers to now he has 800,000 followers. Yeah. Right? And um, so, you know, VH1 was paying him decently well. It was in the higher six figures or multi six figures. Um, per season, mm-hmm. and a lot of people on the show were happy with that. Mm-hmm. You know, getting paid $100,000, $150,000 right, to be right. on the show. But he was smart, and he's like, yo, like, I, because we had a conversation, I'm like, you know, you know like, they pay you, but you don't make money off you, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm, he's like, but like, cause the way I look at it is, if I don't make money off the influence I get from the show, mm-hmm. that's my fault. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first one million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first $1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Financial Flicks as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. So yeah, he was making like, you know, a hundred some thousand dollars on the show, but he was also making another hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars tattooing yep. on the on the side because he can now charge premium for his for his tattoos. Yep. And I appreciate the way he thought about it, and it and I and I wish more people would think about that because the awful yeah. reality is just because people are famous, that don't mean they're making no money. Big facts. Fame does not equal fortune. That's why it's separate. It's fame and fortune. You yeah. might not have both. Mm-hmm. Right. So we thought it would be good and interesting to. I want to just highlight that as a reality because some of y'all are like looking at people with all this influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or popularity, I should say, but they don't necessarily have influence. We've seen many many situations where someone has all these followers and try to uh, sell something and they don't sell anything, mm-hmm. right? Couldn't sell three t-shirts and had a million million followers. Yeah. Why? Because her whole audience was men, yeah. right? She right. Sell a woman line. It's like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so don't get discouraged right now. Granted, growing your audience and growing your brand quite literally can be one of the best assets you have when you understand how to leverage it. But when you grow your audience solely from the vantage point of hoping that a brand is going to pay you on a net 60, net 90 deal, and they're controlling the terms, and you don't have any autonomy of your income, 
that's not necessarily the best way. Not a bad way, mm-hmm. right? But it's not necessarily the best way, and it's definitely not the only way. So we're going to talk about some of the ways that creators can control their Yeah, I know we're going to end this episode. How to turn your followers into dollars. Followers into Y'all vote. Should it be followers into dollars or, or creative control? Okay. That's like a double on time. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. Creative okay. control. Okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get for Donald. I like both of them. Donald, Donald you decide yeah. which, which one is better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let, let, let's get into it. Because, I mean, technically, from a, from a influencer standpoint, we by default fall into that category, yeah. right, per se. But we know just by being in this space, it's like, it, it all influence ain't built the same. All influence ain't, all influence, it's not created equal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so just, one thing I want you all to know, and uh, George, you're probably going to drive it home, is like, don't envy people with a lot of followers because a lot of these people, followers, don't got the dollars to match, right? And and getting the influence is one thing, but ha- and learning how to monetize the influence is, an- is another thing. And one thing that me and you know very well is we go to... We used to go to a FinCon conference yep. every year. And FinCon, for those of you all who don't know, was a financial conference for influencers. Mm-hmm. And when I first went there, I was like, before I had any influence, I'm like, oh my God, there are people in the financial space with 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, 100,000 subscribers, and all this. I'm like, yo, they making crazy. Like, this is crazy, that's right? Yeah. yeah, that's an assumption. And then like, I got to know some of those people that I, that I ended up meeting at the conference, and I was given the reality that they're not earning what I thought they should have been earning right. because, and this is a mistake that a lot of people make that we're going to hope to debunk for you all, they thought that the only opportunity for them to get paid is through brand partnership or a company wanting to get in front of their audience and sell something. Big facts. Big right? facts. And that's only one option. Yeah, it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a start. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, and it's a great start. Like, and I know some, some phenomenal people. Like My wife helps people secure brand deals. So we are actually in a space where now, because we are in a position of strength that we are now accepting brand deals, right? Mm-hmm. But we're, well, we're on the side of the table where we, where we can walk away, right? Because the only way you can win in a negotiation is a person who doesn't need it, mm-hmm. right? And if a brand comes to us incorrect, we're like, hell no, but thanks for asking. Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're going to get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in network. You're going to receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're gonna receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. Right, because we know that we control our income. So it's not a bad thing, but it's only one way, right? And so one quote that I live by is, who you serve doesn't have to be who pays you, right? Which is why, when even through our podcast, as you can see, this is not littered with ads, we're not all trying to sell you something, but we'd be lying if we said this podcast or our social channels don't make us money, mm-hmm. right? But they make us money in different ways. What it allows us to do is allows us to be the Costco, mm-hmm. right? of the financial literacy space, yeah. right? We give out free game, 
that we believe, we hope you guys believe is valuable. And it's just as good as some of the stuff that we offer in our paid programs. And as a result of it, now people want to get more in depth into our, in our, in our programs, right? And so we use our platform, we control it to be able to provide value to now funnel people into other things that we had to offer. And, and here's the reality of it, right? If you do get a brand deal, uh, let's say a company gives you a brand deal, they say, hey, we're willing to pay you $50,000 for a three-month engagement for us to be able to pay, post once a week on your YouTube or social media, whatever, right? If they're willing to, they're only willing to give you $50,000 because they know how much more money they're going to make off you in the process, Big right? Facts. So you got to think, if they're giving you 50K, they go make, you know, five to 10 X their investment, or they're probably not going to make that right. investment with the host. Exactly. So I think that, it's for, except the money, but think about if they can, if they paying me $50,000 to make a quarter million off of my audience that I spent years of my life building, right. how much could I earn off that same audience right. if I cut out the middleman, mm. right? Yeah. If I said, instead of um, putting, you know, their commercial in every or one of my posts, right. why, don't I put a com why don't I put a commercial for, or an ad for something that I own, mm -hmm. that I know my audience needs, right. and I can be the supplier of that need exactly. so that I don't have the middleman cut, you know, taking, you know, 50% of my profit. Exactly, right? So that, I think that's where everybody should start. It's like, you know your audience better than anybody, right? So it's like, okay, now that I've created this brand, now that I've created this platform, what could I offer them that could be beneficial? So I mean, let's say, I think we use a travel example pretty frequently. Yeah. Let's say that you're a travel influencer, right? And you have a podcast and you have a YouTube channel, right? Shout out to Julia. Shout out to Julia. Shout out to Julia. Julia, I'll you an email, by the way. Yeah. Geo Breeze Travel. If you haven't followed her, um, type that in on YouTube, Instagram. She's one of the best in the game when it comes to travel hacking. Amazing, yeah. right? And so if people are tapped into your content for travel, right, there's a strong chance that they probably would want the type of travel guide. There's a strong chance that they might even want a luggage set, right, mm -hmm. or something like that. So just think, like, based upon the value that I'm providing with the world, what products or services would they want? And because you have a platform, you get organically access. Mm -hmm. One of the first ways that, like, I remember me and him first synced up uh, when, I, when I was introducing him to the digital world. Remember I told you about the list? Um, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Oh, the, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you know you're gonna do it. So basically, basically it's like you know you're gonna create something, right? But then you say, Hey, I'm thinking about making this, I don't know if I wanna do it or not. And then like y'all let me know what you think, right? Then everybody's like, Oh my gosh, you should do it. Because you ask me because you already know they want it, right? Oh my gosh, you should do it, absolutely. Because now what happens is when you launch it, there's this kind of feeling of reciprocity or obligations, like, oh man, they created this for me. And I had I, and I had I went in like I, I had a, a say in them making it. Mm -hmm. If I didn't say yeah, yeah, they probably wouldn't have made it. But since I said yeah, I kind of got to buy it. Big facts. You, you know what I'm saying? And the power in this, guys, is that, first of all, you know your audience better than anybody. At least you should, right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you should, you should know your audience. Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. 
But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. And knowing them, you should be able to get a grasp of what they really, really need, right? So in a travel example, they might really, really need an ebook on the best ways to get cheap travel when using points, right? So you could partner with another company like um, the, the points guy, right? And he, and he can give you a small 10% or 20% commission off anybody who sent to his website. Or you could own the intellectual property, create the intellectual property, uh, make the ebook, and then now you get 100% right. of the proceeds that come from that sale to the audience that you help cultivate. And in my personal opinion, I think when the audience, when your audience knows that the product is yours, mm -hmm. they feel more obligated to be a part of it. Big facts, right? Versus like something that you're advocating for. Now, they obviously trust you, right? Because you, you're the one that has a platform and the brands know that and that's why they're partnering with you. But imagine how much more buy-in they would have. It's like, oh, you created this. I, I'm in love with you, right? That's the reason why I follow you and watch your show, not this person whose commercial is, you know, now a part of your a podcast, right? So just like more of the stories, we're just saying like, don't leave money on the table, right? When you can control the narrative and you can have the opportunity to make way more when you cut out the middle mess. Yeah. You wanna go through some other options and like different ways that creators can yeah, yeah. monetize their genius? Yeah, but before we do that, cause I, I don't want them to hear what we're not saying. We're not saying don't take the brand. Deal. Oh, for sure, take the brand. We're saying take both. Take both. Right, and, and, the, and the crazy part is, what y'all will realize is once you're able to show a brand how much money you already make off your audience, mm -hmm. they have to come correct. Right. Right. So you mean to tell me you're trying to pay me $50,000 for three months getting in front of my audience, right? I make $50,000 a month off my audience. So why would I take that deal? So right. you need, if you want me to promote your stuff like I promote mine, right. you got to pay me $100,000. Mm -hmm. You got to pay me $50,000. But now that the brand deal goes from... 50K to 150K, but they won't say yes if you don't have the metrics to prove it. Big fact. If you can show them a Shopify store yeah. for 50K a month that you make up your own audience, you're like, yo, you can get in front of them. Big fact. This is what I'm making. Um, so why would I slow that up? Why would I slow that up to promote you? If you want to get in here, this is the asking price. And the beautiful part about that is you prove to them that they can convert, right? Mm -hmm. Like we were in an era where they would just throw money at people who had a lot of followers, right? But that didn't work for a lot of brands, right? Now they want to know if people have a proven ability to convert. So they're going to be happy to show up you the check because like, oh, you actually going to sell something because mm -hmm. they won't come out and say that, say that candidly. But the only reason, newsflash, mm -hmm. the only reason why they're partnering with you is because they believe that you can get them, get other people to buy their stuff. Mm -hmm. That is it. It is not, it's not because they care about some social cause or whatever. That might be a by the way benefit. Mm -hmm. They believe that you have a strong enough audience that can make people want to buy their stuff. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. So if you can cut to the chase and say, hey, look, I know what you want. You want people to buy your stuff. Well, I have proven that I can get people to buy stuff, but the caveat is I'm not about to slow up what I'm doing to sell your stuff if I'm not going to make enough money to replace it, mm -hmm. right? And if you're actually doing it, you can walk away from the deal. The only reason why you won't be able to walk away from the deal is if you're, if you're not doing it. Exactly. So doing this, 
you know, making money off your own product allows you to make more money from brand partnerships, right? So we have brand partnerships, you're selling your own product. And the third one, which everybody should be striving for, is the affiliate plus equity, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you're a gym influencer, right? Which, shout out to gym influencers, man. Like they, they work hard, but the ones I know, they don't know how to make money. <laughs> right, like, I mean, like some that make a decent amount of money, but like, most yeah. of the ones I know, like I don't, I don't think they know how to make that much money for the following that they have. Retrospectively, you know, um, um, so the, the the affiliate plus equity model is if Jim, if you're a gym influencer and Jim Shark was to come to you and say, "Hey, we want to pay you um, for every bottle uh, or for every or every uh, um, for every piece of gym um, launch or Gym Shark clothing that you sell, we're going to give you a." 25% affiliate per purchase, right? So that means somebody buys something $100, you get $25. Now you can accept that deal, but say, hey, I want to do that, but I also want a 10% equity in the company, or at least 10% equity in all the money that right. y'all generate while this partnership is going on. A profit sharing deal, because not only are you making money on the front end, but you make money on the back end as well. 100%. I think that's a, that's a genius model. And one that we're seeing more prevalent or should be more prevalent because at the end of the day, like you can't be coming in and giving people like this. For example, they're going to be able to probably leverage your creative in perpetuity. In, long, part, in, the, in the contracts, is in perpetuity. Right. Yeah. Long after that brand partnership is over. Right. So you should be getting paid long after that brand partnership is over. Right. And so just make sure that you, you know, you know your worth. You get into the game and be able to make sure that you are getting everything that you are entitled to. Right, so they can make sense for you. Because we're not saying, again, don't accept the brand partnerships. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Please, we are again, quick commercial. Yeah. We are officially opening <laughs> for brand partnerships. If you yeah. like our platform, you like what we're about, you believe that our audience aligns with your business, we are here. But we just made, we, we told you to come correct though, yeah, yeah. right? Because we, uh, we, we, the reason why we haven't had the charge is because we already run successful businesses. Mm -hmm. But we would love to amplify your business. So just, um, we'll put a link in the show notes, yeah. but you can learn more about um, our partnership opportunities. But anyway, right, back to you. Just make sure that you're not leaving money on the table, okay? So whether it's an affiliate model plus equity, whether it is brand partnerships, or whether it is you identifying what your audience wants and selling a product or a service that they can benefit from, those are a multitude of ways that you can make money so that you're not exclusively reliant upon brands who try to pull people out for 30, 60, that 90 also. Yeah, and I, bro, like, so I, you know, I've had my share of fair, I have, I have my fair share of brand partnerships and their terms are insane. Like next 60 days, so you want me to work right now for six, for, and then you know, what, and then once the work is complete, I have to wait 60 days after the completion of the work to get paid. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they're doing that and I just realized- they don't have to, that way they can stretch the money further. They can, well, that, well, okay. that, well, that, but if they actually think that you can sell, like, well, shoot, we we, go, we just gonna pay him out of the money that he, he just made us. I just get me out of all these years. That's probably why they do that sixty. Yeah. We're not giving that brother a dime. Nah. It's this is a free engagement, right? Oh, thank you, sure, brother. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying, we give me. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you some of the money you made me, bro. That's yeah, crazy. It just hit me. That, that's probably why they do the deals that. Jesus Christ. And like, so, so guys, knowing this, we just want to give influencers, um, creators, more. Um, 
you know, uh, control and more tools and, 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 and more tools in your tool, boy, tool belt and the ability to say no. Because here's what often happens and ruins young influencers' careers. Mm. They, 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 they build up a, a following and they take the first brand deal that comes their way and it's not something that they even believe in, not, nor is something that's actually helpful for their audience. Mm-hmm. And then the audience turns on them and say, oh, bro, you're just looking for a check. Like, you were a foodie, like, you know, you, you were a foodie influencer, but you let Burger King do a placement in your- Right, you talking about big, you, yeah. you do a, uh, you talking about vegan food and plant-based food? And, and now you let Burger King, because they got, they got one plant-based sandwich now, you let Burger King promote to your audience of vegan influencers, and you lose the trust of your audience. And let me tell you all a lesson. It is easier to, I mean, it is easier to keep trust and it is to gain it back again. Mm-hmm. So once you sell out one time and your audience feels like you sell out, you sold, you sold out, it's going to be really, really hard to, to gain that trust back. And here's a visual example of that, right? So let's say that you had a, a jug of water mm-hmm. and you put one drop of blood in it, right? That water now is tainted. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take you so much more water to drown out that little red tint, mm-hmm. right? And that red dot is just the one time you took that brand deal that didn't make sense, right? You took the flat tummy tea deal or, you know, and, and swore that that's what made you get, get in shape and you've been working out for 10 years. Why would you even discredit yourself like that? Right? For the check. It's not worth it, right? Nothing is worth your brand integrity because that's the extension of your character, right? And that is what your audience who allowed you to be in this position, essentially with their support, is what allows you to get the brand deals, right? So under no circumstances, but the only way that you're gonna put yourself in that position is if you're making enough money to say no. Mm-hmm. Because my wealth is not measured by what I say yes to. It's measured by what I can afford to say no to. And on that note, I don't think we end the episode any 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 better than that. So it, guys, what we want you to do, hit that like button, Hit that subscribe button. Send this to a friend. If you got an influencer friend that's like really struggling to make money or whatever the case may be, send this video to them to help free them from the shackles of having to take deals that they don't actually believe in. Big facts. And while we're at it, before we get out of here, if you are a financial influencer, right? We were looking for ambassadors in 2024. So if you're a financial influencer who has cultivated a great audience but feel like you could get part of your audience if you just had another method, another process and can explore some of the things that we talked about, we might have an opportunity for you in 2024. So financial influencers, hit us up and we might be able to create a little partnership or something. Let's do it. Until next time, peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.